Healthy friendships provide an emotionally safe space where you have emotional support, not just during the bad times, but also during the good times and the best times. I feel like there's this misconception that only during the bad times you need the emotional support. And that's not true. You might need more of it during those times, but you actually need emotional support throughout every single stage of that friendship and every single time in your life. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so, so much for your time, for your energy. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I know you've got a busy schedule and yet somehow you've always found the time and you always continuously find the time and energy to listen to me speak and share insights. And I appreciate that a lot. I don't take that for granted. I take it for gratitude. So thank you so, so much. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the podcast. It's the reason we get bigger, better, and more efficient at what we do. It's part of the reason why the podcast has grown so much over the past 12 months. And I cannot thank you enough for it. So please, if you can, just take a couple of seconds and hit the follow, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It means a lot to the podcast. Now, today I want to spend some time talking about a topic that's been on my mind. I, I've been thinking a lot about friendships. And given that friendships play a big part in our lives, I thought, why not spend some time dissecting that topic? Why not spend some time reflecting on that topic? An area of life. It's no surprise that with time, a common pattern for everyone is that their friendships tend to be reduced, or rather, their friendship circles tend to be decreased over time. This is a pattern I've noticed within myself, and it's certainly a pattern I've noticed with everyone else as well. And part of that has to do with what I would call seasonal friendships. Seasonal friendships are friendships that, in my view, are only binded because there is a certain circumstance attached to it, are only binded because there is a certain condition attached to it. And what I mean by that is we all can remember times at school where we had a particular circle of friends whom we no longer are friends with or whom we drifted apart from after school. It doesn't always mean that there was anything in particular that happened that made the friendship fade away. It sometimes just means that the only thing holding that friendship in the first place was the season in which you encountered them. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the cycle of life. I have loads of friends in the past that I met at volleyball when I was playing volleyball competitively. I have friends that I met when 
I was at uni. I have friends from so many different seasons of life and seasonal friendships are not a bad thing. We just got to understand the purpose of it. And so it's no surprise that as you grow over time, you notice that, oh, there's only a set amount of friends that are actually friends, friends. Friends that transcend the seasonal requirements. Those are the friendships that stay. And a lot of the times, deep down, you know which friendships will transcend the season and which won't. When I was at uni, I had a circle of friends who I was really good friends with. And I knew that Yes, there's a lot of common interests, common grounds, similar sense of humor, and even to a degree, similar views on certain elements of life that binded us together as a group of friends. But I also understood that the season in which we encountered ourselves in was part of why we found ourselves as friends. And when I looked at that circle of friends doing uni, great people, by the way, I just want to put this out there, great people. But I knew that deep down, as soon as uni finished, all of it would fade away apart from one or two particular friendships. So you almost like know deep down which friendships are going to transcend the test of season and which one won and that's okay not everyone is meant to stay in your life but everyone is meant to come by your life everyone that has come by your life everyone that has crossed paths in your life they were meant to come and cross paths with you they weren't meant to stay those that didn't stay were not meant to stay but they were certainly meant to come by Now, I want to focus efforts on today's episode highlighting what I believe would be the seven traits, seven characteristics, seven aspects, seven key factors that contribute towards maintaining healthy and fulfilling friendships. And to a degree, you could perhaps apply them to relationships as well. In fact, not perhaps, you could definitely apply them to relationships, but I want to solidify an element of spotlight today on friendships. Because I've been thinking a lot about my friendships, the ones that I've had, the ones that I have, the ones that I've lost touch with, the ones that perhaps faded. And it's always intriguing looking at your friendship circle now and your friendship circle a few years ago and drawing insights from it and also drawing insights from what has kept the friendships that I have today alive and drawing insights from what hasn't kept the friendships that faded away in the past. Trust. Trust is just a simple foundation of any healthy friendship because with trust you really thinking about reliability. 
you're really thinking about honesty. You're really thinking about confidence in each other's integrity. Trust is what allows you and the other person to feel safe and secure in sharing your thoughts, your feelings, your vulnerabilities, right? Trust is the key that opens the door to a safe space. When you think about trust or can I trust this person, you're thinking about can I rely on this person? Can I be honest with this person? Do I have a level of confidence in this person's integrity? This is the things that you think about. And trust is earned, not given. That is factual. But think about it. There's no friendship in your life right now that you have, that you consider healthy, that doesn't have trust. Because trust is truly the foundation of any healthy friendship. And I, I want to be clear here. When I'm talking about friendships, I'm talking about genuine friends. I'm not talking about people that you've met once that you call a friend, right? That's an acquaintance. And I feel like that's a, another thing that happens a lot is we tend to mislabel friends or perhaps we have a skewed view of what a friend is. But I don't call everyone my friend because not everyone is my friend. I might know a lot of people, a lot of people may know me, but I'd say majority of the people I know are actually acquaintances. They're not friends. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's just part of life that majority of the people you meet are going to be acquaintances. Anyways, I digress. Back to the point is, when I talk about friends during this episode, I'm talking about the genuine friendships that you have, not just people that you might have met once or twice that you now call friend. So back to the point, trust. You need trust. And trust to a degree has to be a two-way street. Because you can't develop the friendship further if only one of you is displaying trust. I'm not saying that this is a transaction. I trust you, you trust me. That's not what I'm implying here. But what I'm saying is that to deepen that friendship, it has to be a two-way street. It may start off as perhaps one person trusts the other more than the other trusts the other. And that's okay. But to a degree, there has to be a level of trust that is mutually shared amongst both parties. Remember, you're not trusting the person just with your secrets. You're trusting them with moments in which you require them to be there for you, which you require them and you need to rely on them for. That's the truest level of trust. It's not just, I tell you my secret, please keep it safe. Even though that requires a high level of trust, that's not the only element or level of trust in a friendship. Communication. Open, effective, transparent communication. That's the communication I'm talking about here. The one that is vital in your healthy friendships, the one that you require and that is required in a friendship. Because a true healthy friendship is one where I can come in and I can just express my thoughts and emotions honestly. 
right? And the other person can come in and they can just express their thoughts and emotions honestly. And the added benefit here is that when someone is sharing and expressing their thoughts and emotions honestly, you being a good listener in that moment helps in understanding the other person's needs and concerns and vice versa. When you're sharing, them being great listeners to you is further developing that understanding amongst both of you. How many times have you gone and shared something with a friend and you could tell that one, they weren't paying attention or weren't listening at all, two, they pretended to listen by nodding their heads and not adding much to the conversation, or three, they were just waiting for you to finish so that they could reply. All three of those scenarios are incredibly frustrating because when you are sharing a degree of vulnerability with someone and they're not respecting that, and when I mean respecting that, I mean listening attentively, Because when someone shares something with you, the way that you showcase and give them respect is by listening attentively. That's a sign of respect for their vulnerability and for the space that you hold in that friendship. So when you share, when someone else shares, the other one being a good listener and holding space is what creates a stronger friendship, a stronger foundation in that friendship because you're enabling each other to understand each other better by listening and holding space when one communicates something with the other. And there's so many elements of communication that are important in friendships and one of the ones I think about the most often is the fact that I'm not in constant contact with my friends every day because I don't need to be. This is the beautiful thing, is majority of my friendships, I'm talking about the good friendships I have, I don't speak with them every single day. I don't interact with them every single day. Right, I I don't. And that doesn't take away from the friendship. In fact, it's a more beautiful friendship because we both understand, both parties understand, that we're both just busy and that we'll talk when we have the time and the energy to talk. And there's no expectations, there's no entitlement. Why are you not messaging me? Or why do you take so long to reply? Right, there's none of that. There's just mutual understanding. And I could go on and on about the multiple scenarios in which communication is important, but I think this one is one to mention because we often think about communication in friendships as a quantity measure, whereas actually it's a quality measure. How often you communicate is not a representation of how great your friendship is. It's just a representation of how much free time you have to text each other. Respect. Respect is simple, right? You treat each other with kindness, you are considerate of each other, and you showcase empathy to each other. Another side to it is you respect each other's boundaries, opinions, and differences, right? This is important because a lot of us feel like 
I can only be your friend if you agree with me on everything. Whereas actually, the best friendships and some of the best friendships I have, we don't agree on everything. And that's okay, because disagreeing is actually a healthier form of deepening a friendship. In fact, you can measure the strength of your friendship by how well you're able to disagree with each other without feeling offended or triggered. Opinions and views that are different to yours are an addition to making you think differently. It doesn't mean that I need to agree with you and you need to agree with me. But at the very least, I should respect your opinion the same way that you should respect mine. And that is what fosters a supportive and non-judgmental friendship. And respect of boundaries is so important. When someone communicates to you their boundaries, respecting them is you honoring the friendship. Respecting them is you doing justice to that friendship. Support. Healthy friendships provide an emotionally safe space where you have emotional support, not just during the bad times, not just during the challenging times, but also during the good times and the best times. I feel like there's this misconception that only during the bad times you need the emotional support. And that's not true. You might need more of it during those times, but you actually need emotional support throughout every single stage of that friendship and every single time in your life. But for some reason, we tend to think otherwise. Being there for each other, you know, encouraging one another, celebrating one another, this is part of strengthening the bond, the friendship. This is part of a healthy, happy and fulfilling friendship. Support is like such a key metric in friendships. And for me, it's so important to be able to support my friends, but also to feel supported by my friends. And I don't need support all the time. I appreciate that it's there, even when I don't need it, but I don't need it all the time. Even though I don't need it all the time, I appreciate that it's there all the time. And of course, I appreciate it more when I genuinely need it. We all have had times in our lives where we needed our friends to be there for us, and perhaps they weren't. And we all know how that feels. Hence, we know the importance of support. Because we've experienced, and I'd like to believe all of us have experienced to a degree, what it's like to have your friends there for you, and what it's like to not have them there for you. And so that sets a certain level of importance in your mind of what it's like to support and be supported. Shared interests and activities. I think having common interests in shared activities, in shared points of views, I think it does help. In fact, I would argue that perhaps most friendships start from a place of common ground. Again, not everything needs to be common ground, but the starting point will likely be an interest, a preference, some sort of shared activity or shared view, some sort of 
element that makes you resonate over late. So as a result, spending quality time together doing things that you both enjoy, not, not only is it going to create lasting memories, but it's going to create a deeper connection. Because when you spend quality time with your friends doing things that you both enjoy, you are investing in a friendship. Conflict resolution. I know I've spoken about conflict resolution in previous episodes. I'm aware. But it's just one of those really, really important skills to have. Because disagreements and conflicts are going to be a natural part of any relationship. Right? Any relationship. So let's not even deny that. So if we accept that disagreements and conflicts are natural parts of any relationship, then we must aim for healthy friendships. And healthy friendships aim to involve the ability for you both to navigate conflicts constructively, to find resolutions, and to forgive each other when needed. You know, forgiveness is an important skill as well, because we're all human beings, we're not human doings. And because of that, we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to make bad choices. We're going to mess up to a certain degree. And a level of forgiveness needs to exist. If you truly value the friendship and you truly value what you have, then depending on the circumstance, of course, you'll find a way to see past it work it out, work through it together, and move forward. And again, this won't apply to every situation, but for the most part, if you're able to work through it, you're able to create a better friendship. Equality. Healthy friendships are based on equality and mutual give and take. Both friends contributing towards the relationship. Both friends sharing responsibilities. Both friends making an effort. Both friends investing in each other's well-being. Both friends being there for each other. At the end of the day, a friendship is just like any other relationship. And just like any other relationship, both parties need to play. Both parties need to do something for the friendship to evolve, for the friendship to be maintained, for the friendship to be deepened. You can't just expect one party to always be the one party carrying the friendship. Always being the one messaging, always being the one calling, always being the one organizing stuff. No, there has to be a level of equality and reciprocity to the relationship, the friendship. Your efforts should be reciprocated. And this isn't like a measure of like, I did this for you, so you must do this for me. Again, this isn't transactional. But... To a degree, it's important that the effort is mutual. It doesn't need to be exact or precise, but it needs to be reciprocated in whichever way that is. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope you've learned something from it. I hope it's been helpful in some form, shape or degree. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your loved ones, share it with your colleagues at work. It might help them and benefit them more than what we know. Thank you so much for listening. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe, leave us a review. It takes a couple of seconds and it means the world. 
for the podcast. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, then please make sure to listen to the next one to find out what's up and what's next.